Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Lee, and you're listening to episode nine of the Pink Chair Podcast. So for this very special episode of Pink Chair, I will be interviewing Malik. He is a photographer from the Bronx. We're going to be getting into social anxiety, imposter syndrome, ghosting people politely because apparently that's a thing because I did it. Social anxiety during COVID is um, a little interesting because I feel like in a way I want to be more social now than ever, maybe because I'm being told that I can't do it because I'm just a nut job like that. But I value so much more when people go out of their way to spend time with me or chat with me on the phone or any, any type of social interaction. I'm just so grateful because we're all going through it right now. Whether you are a COVID graduate like I am or you've been looking for work since before COVID or everybody under the sun, everybody that is on this planet has been affected by this. So. I really appreciate anyone that reaches out and spends some time speaking to me and tapping in. I also feel like pre-COVID, if someone didn't speak to you for like two weeks, like it would be a personal thing. Like, what are you doing? Where are you at? Like nobody really understood taking personal days to grieve, to process, like to buffer and I feel like now everybody understands what it means because we have been buffering for months now so taking those days to yourself and knowing that the people around you are gonna understand that it's not dumb like it's literally the world is in shambles so that's why I need to take a day is so beneficial and I feel like it's gonna continue even after COVID. But before we start, a quick message from our sponsors. My name is Malik Moody, and it's as funny as it sounds. Yeah. I'm from the <laughs> I'm from the Bronx, born and raised in the Bronx. Uh, I'm a photographer, freelance photographer, trying to learn videography. Uh, let's see. This, oh, school. Yeah. My first day of school, college officially. Well, hmm, here's the thing. Because when I first started college, it was probably the worst two years of my life until I transferred into another school. But that was mainly because of how we spoke of what we spoke of before. Just like having anxiety and being in a situation where you literally don't know anyone. People people don't have to go out of their way to be nice to you or, or help you get through certain issues. So that was just it along with family issues that, you know, everybody goes through when going away to school. But but my second go around in college after I transferred to Binghamton, which, hmm, how would I describe it? I would say I was still nervous and anxious because obviously it's a new situation. But given that the school was a little bit closer to the city and not like, and now, like, my mental had already reached this, like, tough climax with my first go-around with school. That getting through that was kind of easy. So, like, the infamous how would you describe yourself question, I would always just be like, y'all describe me. Like, because any <laughs> anything I'm going to say is going to change throughout the year, obviously, you know. Right. So, so... The way I describe myself to y'all is obviously is obviously not going to be the same way y'all look at me at the end of the year. Right, because we're changing every day. I'm not the same woman I was five minutes ago. Exactly. I saw something and I changed. Go exactly. Home. Which is why, like, I don't understand like cancel culture. Mm-hmm. I feel like people can change. If people be digging up tweets from like before Twitter was a thing, they're like, yes. You said this, so, and it's like, bro, it's been 18 years. You don't think this person, like, certain things, certain things people have to get canceled for. Like, if it's about some racist shit, then I'm sorry, you gotta go. Yes. I don't care. You got everything else? Cut some people some slack. Hmm. Cancel culture, I'm kind of like 50-50 on that, because I agree with you with the whole 
if it's like a serious racial issue or something that's leaning towards domestic violence or anything of that sort, then you got to pack it up. I'm sorry. But on the other hand, I have seen situations with like celebrities, exactly how you said, and normal people who just have like irrelevant evidence or just like past social posts that don't relate to who they are now just pop up. And I'm just like, why? Like, why go out your way to, <laughs> to like stain that person's career or like try to prove a point by saying they're this fucked up person when right. in hindsight, they're not. Right. When Kevin Hart cheated on his wife, oh man oh anybody anything they were like let's boycott kevin hart like well their marriage that's their business like you're not exactly in, you're not getting paid you're not his lawyer if they get divorced exactly that's too but and and even with that like i was iffy about it but as i heard more and more about the story like him having a sex tape and then a leak and i'm like that's regular people shit like not saying that's regular people shit, but that's regular people <laughs> shit. Like, you make a sex tape. You have a you have a a, a risky text or screenshot that gets pulled up. Like that happens a lot. It's just that you're Kevin Hart. It definitely happens. It's gonna happen to me because we oh. have our tracks on the side. <laughs> oh, okay. Me stop. I've never. I have never seen anybody, but um. Being that this episode is about social anxiety, if you could just tap into you at maybe like your most anxious point ever, like what was a time in your life that your anxiety was through the roof and what did you do to combat that? Okay, I can name two. One was the week I was supposed, no, the week before I graduated from college and I was scrambling, 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 scrambling just to get those final grades. And also because, like, I didn't know who was going to come to my graduation. Because at the time, I kind of, like, isolated myself from my family and friends. And, like, and like the only people that really stuck out were my family and certain college friends. So I was just like, damn, you know. My graduation's in the middle of the week. I might not have the money to get my cap and gown. What the fuck am I gonna do? Like, I was in, I was in my college room crying, smoking, just frustrated. But one thing I did was, I kind of like, I mapped out each problem and then looked at it as, how much energy can I give to this one problem right now? So yeah. like, so like the school issue, I knew that. I knew that if I didn't get to that immediately, then I would just be sitting there anxious about nothing. So knock that out of the way. The whole family and friends thing, it came to me being able to acknowledge my own like like social like social tendencies. Yeah. Of when like when people try to give me advice or constructive criticism, sometimes I'll take it as an attack. And I'll react that way. So that's something I had to learn and get over and yeah. and even admit to while going through that. And the second one, which is something that I think you can relate to, is when my first real, real, real relationship. Mm-hmm. And... I was 15, 16, feeling like things are going well because, you know, I'm in love. First time being in love. I love this girl forever. We're going to be together forever. It'd be like that. Yes. And then, and then her having a conversation with me about moving too fast and just, and just like not knowing how to properly love someone at a young age and just assuming things <laughs> was a tough conversation. But but in my mind, I was so anxious about it because I felt like she was doing it for other people. Because, listen, no, 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 yeah, yeah. We would be out with friends and then, and then things would just get awkward because I'm a very affectionate person, very affectionate person. So, like, little hints and cues like that, I'll take personal and... 
And it was just something that I was vocal about. Yeah. And yeah. And it turns out that wasn't the case, but, but that also made me like socially awkward mm-hmm. around people while in a relationship because, yeah. you know, just as well as I do nowadays, our friends can be real slimy and really slimy. Yes. And, and haters can really derail a good relationship if you don't notice it. Mm-hmm. Giving you mad evil eye. Boy, you have no idea. So, like, that made me extremely anxious to kind of, like, show who I'm dealing with off to friends in particular. Family, I don't care, because I don't give a fuck about what they have to say. Sometimes it can be embarrassing, and it's like, please let me know if you're crazy or... That's what I'm saying. But there's no real, there's no real way to know those type of things. But that old anxiety will definitely creep up in the back of your mind yes and a question that i asked everyone that i forgot to ask you in the opening mm-hmm. is what your sign is i didn't ask i'm a capricorn wow an affectionate capricorn i feel like i've never heard of that I've, you have no idea how many times I've, I've heard that before but it's like i've always been like my family is a big family of affectionate like compassionate people but we all have really really unorthodox ways of showing it and and me i wasn't always as vocal like i would just show body language mm-hmm. to to kind of give off how i'm feeling but yeah. now as i've gotten older i'm like if i love you i'm gonna say it. if i don't if i don't love you i'm gonna just casually say it because i know that's a tough conversation to have <laughs> but you know Would you say that your love language the first one is physical touch or is it like words of affirmation? Words, words, words and affirmations because I hmm, I don't really put too much in the physical because I know not everyone really bases their relationship or companionship off of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, secondly, six feet, you know? <laughs> it's not Thanks really the time it. to be touching on people, but affirmations because... Because, hmm, you can still physically touch on someone and not mentally feel the same way about them. But that's very, very, very true. You could literally be cuddling with somebody and be thinking about a whole nother whole nother person. It does not matter. And that is a scary feeling. So communication, affirmations, and just being able to sit with someone and just bond differently without just is the best sort of way to get things done for sure um so some negative thinking style that people have when you have anxiety is like mind reading jumping to conclusion or all or nothing thinking i feel like that's something that i definitely in college had a problem with just assuming people felt type of way about certain things and just yes. saying, okay, like now I'm not going to speak to this person because I know they feel type of way. And it's like, girl, you are not in their mind. You don't know what's going <clears throat> on. I recently read this book called The Four Agreements. And one of the agreements was to never take anything personally because you never know why a person did what they did. And right. 10 out of 10, they did it because they felt like doing it had nothing to do with you. Mm, hold on not to cut you off but i literally feel i don't want to say i don't accept that as an answer but when people tell me that or like i feel like that's the case i'll i will i will make that a topic with the person and just be like if you know me so well like or or you claim to know me so well why did you feel comfortable saying or doing A, B, and C? And telling me, oh, no, I don't know, isn't an answer. Because you did know. Hmm. I read a tweet that says not everyone is going to give you an answer. And sometimes you have to just live with people not telling their side of the story or, like, not mm-hmm. telling the whole truth. But I've always been a person that likes to dig at something if it's bothering me. Yeah. So, like... So, like, when people tell me, oh, no, I don't know why I did that or 
or, or better yet, me doing that was going to change how I feel, feel or look. And I'm just like, no, it didn't. Because now we're in this situation where things are an issue because you just went ahead and did something out of your character. Right. But I digress. Continue. Recently, um, this is a big step for me and my social anxiety. I feel like a lot of my social anxiety stems from me caring too much about how people feel about me, how they feel in general. And I recently started dating somebody. And of course, we know, um, I have other people I was talking to as well, but I'm just like, okay, I like, I like this person more. Mm-hmm. How am I going to go about these other people? Because in the past, instead of confronting them and telling them like, hey, I'm dating somebody, um, this ain't that no more. Like we're not, nothing going on between us. Um, instead of telling them that, I would either block them Ooh. and leave them just not knowing what happened, or I would just not respond to their messages and let it like build up. Mm. And, just ignore okay. and I was like, okay, I don't like ghosting. I have personally never been like ghosted by a romantic interest. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't feel comfortable with myself knowing that I have somebody in like limbo and now right. they're confused and bugging like I don't like that. Right. So I just really pushed through that. I was like, okay, hey, like I don't believe in ghosting, so I'm letting you know like I'm dating somebody, blah 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 blah. And he mm-hmm. was just like, Wow, thank you for telling me this. Like I appreciate that. And I was like, okay, no problem. But it was so weird because I feel like nobody in this generation has those conversations at all. It's literally like get the hint. And it's not that yes. yes. I feel like well, for me, I've been ghosted and I've also ghosted someone. But but not to not to excuse it, but it's either because that person isn't someone you can have that type of conversation with because mm-hmm. because no matter how you word it or or try to put it, they're still gonna take it as you're just trying to violate. Or B, or B, I always feel like we're adults. People talk to different people every day. People have sex with who they want to every day. Mm-hmm. So in hindsight, I don't really have to say anything because yeah. I don't owe you a conversation. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, if I so feel like, you know what? This girl's kind of dope. I don't want to fuck this up. We maybe could be friends or, you know, later on down the road, when when I fuck up my current relationship, sure you'll be right there. And then I could be like, hey, what's up? You know, you're the one that got away. I can't. Yeah, that person, I feel like if he was a dick, then it it's would different. be a different story. I'm not giving you no explanation. Talk to yourself. Like, right. Talk to yourself. I don't care. But because I'm like, this person's cool. We have similar interests. Mm-hmm. We like the same things. Like, I'm not going to just completely burn this bridge because I'm in a relationship. No, we're not going to talk anymore, but I'm not going to be disrespectful to you in that way. If, if you were an asshole, then... It'd be completely I different. I don't care what happens to you at all. But that was that's the same situation where I was just like, okay, put your social anxiety about how people are going to feel like in the back and put what's now important to you in the front. Like, you cannot right. please everybody. Pleasing, pleasing everybody while you're in a relationship, you're gonna be cheating. <laughs> I know, I know. That's that. that that's that's a that's a slippery road, real slippery road. Very, very slippery. Ooh. Um, if you could tell your former, do you want to? I can't even say former because I feel like anxiety is like a forever battle. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me like the both of us have got a little better at managing it yes um if you could speak to your former self that couldn't manage anxiety that much what would you tell them like what advice would you give Ooh. okay stop feeling like you have to handle every problem within that day and also stop letting your ego not even your ego stop letting your yeah, stop letting your ego affect how you go about your anxiety. 
because oftentimes I would get anxiety and like it would be a outward issue that you know I feel like I would need to talk to someone about but but my ego and my attitude would have me like fuck that like I'll be okay bro all I gotta do is go outside listen to some music do whatever whatever and then I'm good when in hindsight that was a horrible idea but yeah that's definitely something I would say like don't feel like every every mountain can be climbed in a day. Just sit back and just watch how shit play out and handle it at a step. Okay, I'll see you with the tea early in the morning. Turmeric ginger always from Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally agree with you. I feel like mm-hmm. in the past, my fear of being scrutinized would stop me from being in certain places where I belong. Right. Making space for myself in places where I feel like I don't. The anxiety of me feeling like I don't belong there would just right. block me entirely from having new good opportunities. I definitely feel like my former self was super, super just worried about everything, trying to make everybody happy, caring about how everybody felt about right. myself. And now I feel like it's okay to care about how you are perceived, but don't let that guide you in life. Oh, I don't want to be perceived this way, so I'm not going to do this. Right. Like, especially in my love life, it was definitely guys in college. I was just like, hmm, would I do this, man? But then I would just think, like, I don't want to be perceived as this way, so I'm not going to do it now. And then, like, a week or two weeks into quarantine, I was just, like, I was really, like, limiting myself so much, and now I can't be around anybody. Oh, damn. I was, like, all the penis in the world, and I was really sitting here trying to be Mother Mary for so long, like... No, 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 no. No, it's okay. It's okay, because... (laughs) <laughs> I can attest to this a little bit because everyone's just on edge about that specifically. So like, so, okay. How can I explain this? Okay. Boom. So during quarantine, let's say hypothetically, me and you had a conversation, right? And then shit got spicy in my mind. I'm only going to, well, basically going to think one is because of quarantine and she's probably be, been in her house for like six months. So, so, you know, the pipes are ready to burst and she's just <laughs> ready to go. Or two, you know, it's just that maybe she's that comfortable or maybe, you know, I'm saying you're doing the right things, but. For sure. I agree it's always a mix. Um, when I started dating this person, I asked him before we started dating, I said, I need to know if this is like your real emotions or is it quarantine loneliness? Because I've dealt with both. I was dating somebody in the beginning of quarantine and I also was single in the middle of of quarantine. So it's like I've oh, been on man. both I've been on both <laughs> ends of the spectrum. So I'm just like, where are you with yourself before we do this? Because I don't want it to be a situation where you're mad lonely like right he told me like oh like being with you this has been the best time of quarantine i said but i don't like that Uh because i've had i've had amazing times during quarantine i met amazing people i I never went before like i was biking over bridges i was living my life but it makes me just ponder like what were you doing prior that this is like the highlight because it's the end of the year We've been in this mm. for like eight months now. What were you doing these eight months? I don't want to be just a quarantine, you know? But he reassured me that, like, no, I haven't been in a relationship in mad long. If I wanted to get into one in mid-quarantine, I would have. I just didn't want to. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. I don't believe that because Ooh. I don't believe that. Mainly because, like, mainly because, like, if someone is willing to give you that companionship or or sexual attention eight times out of ten someone is not saying no especially when quarantine is active so so you're only going to see that person for a set amount of hours maybe a day or two and then y'all back to your own little world so i don't really know yeah so 
Exactly. So when people were like, yo, um, I wasn't really dating. I was just talking to people, chilling with people. I'm like, hmm. So you were doing everything else but the, but the specifics. Mm, I feel that. Something to unpack. That's definitely something to unpack. I don't know. But you know. I don't feed into me too much. Because you like no. you're not happy. <laughs> I'm like, so what's going on? Um, I don't know. I try to make sure before I date somebody because I know my social anxiety has definitely people in my heart. It definitely mm-hmm. has me just overthinking things and trying to match energy. Yesterday, my friend of her close friends, she posted, like, you're really going to get sick trying to match this man's energy. And I was like, that's so true. Instead of having the conversation and busting through the anxiety of maybe finding out that this person is not what you thought that they were. Right. You don't want to admit it to yourself, so you're trying to match energy. Like, I tried to match energy. I was looking sick, like, hair falling out, gaining mad weight. I'm like, no. If, if matching energy means, like, lowering myself, I cannot do it. But I feel like my social anxiety has definitely played a part in trying to match energy because if I would just have the conversation, what are we doing? What are you doing? What's happening? Not having that conversation and just trying to be like him, girl. <laughs> Don't That's funny. That's real funny. Because yesterday, I caught myself stop, stop, uh, stopping that. Mm-hmm. Because I won't lie. Uh, I was dating someone right before quarantine and then a whole bunch of like big issues came up. Yeah. Like a whole bunch of tragic shit came up. So me and that person broke up and during the summer, it was kind of like we were playing like who's going to be more petty and who's going to do this. And in hindsight, I was winning. Ah. City boys up five racks. Okay. We up, but but after a while, I, not even after a while, yesterday, like, I FaceTimed her, and I was like, listen, bro, like, I don't trust you to be with you ever again. I'm not really for the relationships right now. It's a lot of shit that mentally and physically, I feel like I need to get right. So I'm good off that. And she's like, well, you know, you say that now, but I know you want to argue and fight. And I'm like, no, I don't. Because mm-hmm. if I did, I wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. And I said what I needed to say and left it at that and just blocked it. We love a good earth sign conversation. I feel like yes. I don't have, you know what like a birth chart is, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. I don't, have, I don't have any earth influence in my birth chart. My birth chart is majority fire and water signs. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm around an earth sign, I'm just like, oh, that grounding energy because that conversation oh, like that's maturity like that's what you're trying to give somebody an ounce of closure yeah literally like we love that we love I'm, that. I, I don't really believe in closure because i feel like once once somebody crosses that boundary or or strikes that position that they have then there's no point of trying to rehash or change things but me you know i i'm just tired of arguing and tired of giving the love and energy to to someone who just sees it as a game or a competition. And I'm like, your your relationship should never be a competition or like a a a game of like who can do this better or who can do that better. Cause then you're just Were you guys doing the same thing? Huh? You guys doing the same things? Like almost. Or, okay, for example, for example, I would hit her up in the morning, be like, yo, good morning. She texts me and be like, yo, I'm going to sleep. I'm going back to sleep. Like, okay, copy. Shorty would text me at 4 o'clock and be like, hey, I'm awake. And I'm like, bro, I seen you on Snap, Instagram, Facebook, all this other shit. So, were you really sleep? It's like, oh, I'm with my cousin, da-da-da-da-da. Now, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm not stupid, bro. Nobody sleeps for exact. See? See, you're smiling because you know. Exactly. 16 Nobody hours? Sleeps. 
Yes. Nobody sleeps like, for a whole day, bro. So, but in my mind, I'm still like, we're not together, so I don't care. I'm just going to go do whatever the fuck I want to do. And then his was really funny. I would have a photo shoot. Put the photos on all social platforms. Da 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 da. She'll look at it and then hit me up and be like, oh, you had a shoot today? Won't respond. All those pictures are nice. Won't respond. Why aren't you responding? Emoji. Shrug emoji. Like, I don't really know. And huh? then, <laughs> exactly. And then that would turn into, hey, um, how come every time you're out doing a shoot, you don't want to talk to me? And I'm like, one... I don't have to talk to you. And two, it's not what you think. Like, I'm here to <laughs> do business and create. So you texting me every five minutes about what I'm doing is keeping me from doing that. So I said, I'll talk to you when I'm done. And I'll do that to anybody. My brother, other family is just like, bro, while you're doing what you're doing, you don't want to be distracted or bothered. So why go through that? For sure. But, like, that would turn into arguments. And I'm just like, bro, I'm communicating. I'm trying to do everything possible outside of saying, fuck you. So fucking chill and keep things calm and collect. But that goes back to what you were saying, like, trying to please everybody. It it's, is, definitely giving me, it's definitely giving me toxic. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. giving me. Yeah, and she's a, she was a Virgo. And oh, like, no. oh yeah. no! Oh yeah, yeah. That I want to say that is my favorite and also least favorite sign. Like it's always very hot and cold because they're so judgmental to me. And likewise, they're so they're so judgmental and so like everything has to be perfect. Yes, everything has to be a type of way. Or we should correct something. And it's just like worry about you, please. Like worry about yourself. Like, One I thing I noticed, oops, sorry to cut you off, is that they suck at acknowledging the shit that they do. Because, like, it'd be simple things, like simple issues she would have with her family. And she would tell me everything on her side. And then I'd be like, yo, what did you do? Oh, it's not that serious. Oh, this, this, and that. But I'm like, bro, you can't. <laughs> no issue is just one-sided, like. Really Whether it be with me or family. Right. But people been putting me on like, bro, Virgos are one of the worst. What's wrong with you? This, this, and that. And I'm like, I didn't really put too much faith into like the astrology thing. One. And two, like, I mean, I Scorpios are worse. I've had some bad Sagittariuses. What about like, Aries? I mean, most of my Aries are friends. Like, I have a bunch of friends who are Aries. So, you know, you're good. You're good. But overall, like, everybody be chilling. <laughs> Scorpios are the worst. I dated a Scorpio. Very possessive. Yep. Very, very oh possessive. Very secretive, but wants to yeah. know secret. It's like, yes. it don't work like that. It does not work like that. You have to be a little forthcoming, but they're not. They're just very, they're like introverted, extroverted at the same time. I'm supposed to be as an Aries, like similar to them in some ways. Yeah, but certain qualities. I feel like with when it comes to aggressiveness at times, I could be similar to a Scorpio. We just handle our aggression differently. But when it comes to like personality and like being more forthcoming and open, mm -hmm. Scorpios are not open, which is why I can't. can't They're that. not, and 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 a controlling. I can definitely agree with you on that because I have two Scorpio friends, and one acts possessive about friendships, and the other is real possessive about relationships. So I'm like, y'all is just really bad examples of what I shouldn't <laughs> be doing. But because we're friends, yes. I'm going to respect it and try to be cool. But they know. They know full and well. I'm like, bro, that's crazy. Okay. 
So how have you felt your anxiety physically? I feel like mine definitely comes out in like sweating and like heart palpitations. That's how yes. mine out. How is yours? There's nausea, there's dizziness. I get nausea, I sweat. I get real fidgety, like 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 I start touching like things around my room, like a lighter, I'll flick it a bunch of times or a pen. I'll start like pressing on a pen a bunch. Um I pull hairs out of my beard, which is really not good. Oh. But yeah. My friends. But it's more or less Yeah, like it's more or less like this. Like I'll just be sitting here thinking. And then won't notice until there's like a little clump of hair in my hand. I'm like, no, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. But what else? Oh, I honestly think God we're brown because like we don't, we can't blush. Like people are not. Yeah. Like, if I was a white woman, I would just eternally be red every day. Facts. Every day in my <laughs> That's life. That's a fact. Every day, like. Mm. Oh, another thing I used to do. And this kind of sounds crazy. I used to do hand poke tattoos when I felt like really, really, really anxious. But that was like at the beginning of quarantine because I have an obsession with tattoos. And also because like that was a little therapeutic because my mind's not on whatever I'm thinking about. It's about it's on the little pain from the needle and like trying to get the lines and designs right. But not at the shop so open. Mm-hmm. Hang yourself. Wow. Yeah, I have one on my hand that's that like I'm waiting to fade. Uh, ooh, uh, something else on my wrist uh-huh. that I'm also waiting to fade, and then everything else is just regular machine tattoos. But I want to get another one. I think I'm gonna get one next month. It will be my fourth. Three mm-hmm. right now. Um, th- I have one that's on my collarbone. It was such an impulsive tattoo i got it oh my god i got it when like i was like in the middle of like a breakup i was like recently oh mm-hmm. it was definitely one of those tattoos where i'm just like damn it's pretty but yikes it says this too shall pass like stop stop i think about it every day i'm just like, why did i do that nah okay. you was really going through it you was i was going through it heartbroken I was heartbroken and going crazy. And I was just like, what can I do? Similar to, similar to what we were talking about just now, just trying to distract yourself from your emotions. Yeah. Like your brain is like, let's get a tattoo. Exactly. Literally. I'll be sitting there like, I wish I could get a tattoo right now. And I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just do it on myself. Have you ever looked at... Have you ever looked at other people and you were just like, how is it so easy for them to, to be outgoing and extroverted? Like, what the fuck yes. is that? Yes, 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 a lot. Because people just assume that just because I have a camera that I'm always so eccentric and outgoing all the time. Yeah. When in hindsight, that shit is not true, like... There's a lot of people that I don't ask or like, or like I'm afraid to ask just because of the answer. But, but yeah, definitely. I, hmm. And when it comes to that, I'll usually ask them on the side, like, Hey, like, why are you so friendly? Like, don't take it the wrong way. Cause I'm friendly too. But I just want to know, like, how do you get the confidence to be like, Hey, what's up, bro? Or hi, sis. Or, Hey, what's up? How you doing? My name is A, B, and C. Like, mm-hmm. how do you do that? And and what I've heard mostly is, like, you're going to make friends. Like, you're not walking up to somebody to rob them or smack the shit out of them. You're just going, mm-hmm. to, going up to them to be casual and hopefully start a friendship. So I'm like, okay, cool. And so gradually, I am getting better with that, like, going up and walking up to people and, and, and just being eccentric and putting my foot out there when it comes to being social and stop letting the anxiety like build up that wall. For sure. I definitely agree. I also have asked people in my life, like, what's your secret? Like, you know how people want to know uh, Sierra's prayer? 
mm-hmm. for Russell Wilson, I'm like, what are you doing in your day to day? And something that I have found from them is that they can also suffer from social anxiety, but they also yeah. know how to mask it. And I'm like, yes. oh, okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Right. And um, I'm always one to fake it till I make it when it comes to social interaction. Stuff. That's so fun. I am, I am great. Like before an interview, my anxiety would be through the roof. I'll be fucking sweating, especially now I'm in my house. I have on like a t-shirt with pajamas. Exactly. And everything is just so weird. And I'll be sweating so much. And then as soon as it starts, I'll just get it together and be like, hey, uh, with my Caucasian voice. <laughs> and um, speaking of Caucasian voice as well, I feel like being in college, being a first-gen grad and being in class right. can also bring anxiety out of nowhere because you have those nagging thoughts of, like, do I belong in this place? Yes. Nobody that I know in, me, in my immediate family has been here. Do I belong here? Like, is there space for me in college? And yes, if you're there, yes. But um, imposter syndrome definitely jumps out. No, yeah. I can relate to that in college. And on in in the first scenario, like like how I deal with it is I'll usually hmm I I love music, so I'll use that as like a, a a guide to getting over it. But I try to relate the music to the situation that's making me anxious. So like let's say Let's say I have a shoot with somebody who's very like high profile, really like dope. Mm-hmm. I'll put on like some chill music on the train or like or, like affirmations I'll say to myself and just relax and try to find that that easy balance. Exactly. Have, um, what are some that you say to yourself? Mine is I'm creative, I'm talented, I'm beautiful. Um, and then I'm moving towards my goals every day. Mm. Me and my brother say new creation, new love, new adventures, new success, and new emotions. But that's because we just made that up on the fly. So Okay. <laughs> and we burn sage. So Same. you know, I'm trying to sage. I saw this meme yesterday and it was like, Oh, y'all burning sage, but you're the problem. I'm like yeah. sometimes that. sometimes Felt I that. am the problem. Sometimes I'm the demon that needs to be thrown out the window. Like that's a fact. I can be accountable. I'd be feeling attacked by that, but then I'm like, eh, they're not talking about me. Oh my god! Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> this person that I used to date, he posted something similar to that, and I was just like, he's like, <laughs> I got myself and not think that this is about me or like anything because i'm like who else do you know that be burning sage like it's literally about me he's trying to be funny and then i was like you know what i'm not gonna message this man i might exactly exactly that's why you burn sage so you don't have situations like that see that was the devil testing you and you caught it you said nah not sleep you don't take vacations like Nah, he needs to. Cause I need to sleep. This and year he's been working with OT. OD. He's been working with OT. Um, so back to imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Recently, I had an experience where I'm. I started an internship at a tech startup, and um, I feel like the culture of tech startups, from what I have seen, is like very white and young. And when I was at our first meeting, it was me by myself and three other Caucasians. Men, yeah, the other white <laughs> men in their like mid twenties. And um I live in the hood, so it's like my windows were open, it was babies crying outside, police sirens, construction, all these things going on. They're in LA, they're in Colorado. Yeah. Like, um Virginia so I'm sitting there trying to act like I'm not like in the midst of the hood everything under the sun is just happening and that's when I felt imposter syndrome the most I want to say like do I belong in this moment it's literally I'm the only woman in this conversation and the only person of color you're showing the most authentic 
version of yourself because you're at home showing your home, the hood, everything we go through and see every day. And right. they're in there, you know, I've, I've definitely felt like that. Like in school, like even here in the city, because meeting new people and then having them be like, hey, why don't you come? you know, speak to this person or, or, or come to this bar or come to this gallery. Not the bar. No, 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 no. I'm good in bars. And, and it's usually like bars downtown, like midtown. So yeah. it's not like the rowdy drunk people. It's kind of like the snotty middle upper class white people. But yeah. even then, yeah, even then I'm like, I have to talk like, soft and monotone and I can't really speak on certain things that I want to at the moment because how it might be perceived might be aggressive and negative but and in that same so breath to do that we have to right. it's called code switching like we right. talked about that during our shoot like switching from your this voice or this person to this person right to be seen as less aggressive especially me being a black woman, I'm always going to be seen as like extra or aggressive or angry about something. So I have to make sure that I'm smiling and I'm like, I'm here to do no harm. Like, no. But in that same breath, I, I tell people don't act like that because Mm -hmm. you're not being genuine. One and two, when a hectic situation pops up, you're going to be more inclined to turn back into, you know, your regular self because you've been faking it for so long, trying to, yeah. trying to, you know, be easy with these people that don't really know you or understand you. And now you're back to square one. But Being in quarantine and doing all this stuff made me feel like interviews are so dumb. Yep. Yes. Because it's like, how do you know how I am? from this how do you know exactly from one conversation that we had that you don't know how I felt I don't know how you feel everything is very subjective to me in an interview and I feel like that's what causes a lot of my anxiety toward it because I don't know who this person is they don't know me I don't know their day is going they could have a bad day and then everybody now they cannot like your complexion they cannot like (laughs) I don't know where this person is from I feel like that's just it's such a weird process to determine if a person is fit for a certain position based off of speaking to them and not seeing them actually work. Mm. I feel like to hire somebody based off of having conversations with them is really not enough. Like maybe have somebody like, I noticed recently when I've been applying to things, they've been sending me like assignments to do first. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like little that, assessments. That makes way more sense to me than, Oh, a couple interviews and okay it seems like you can talk like you know what you know how like you know how to do this stuff you can talk about it so you got the job like that's just so weird yeah how do you really know usually now usually i base that off of people being able to sell themselves amazingly or or just a race thing Mm. because you know you'll walk into a you'll walk into an interview and and let's say the hiring man, uh, the person that's giving you the interview is an older white man or, or, or a younger white male, your views and ideas and, and answers might vary. Has someone ever tried to make you feel bad for having social anxiety? Yes. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, I cannot control this right now. What do you want me to do? And the funny thing was they tried to make it worse because because when I get social anxiety, I isolate and I kind of like step to the side when it comes to shit. So, so that person seen me doing that and was just like, why do you feel like you could just not be social now? And I'm like, because I'm not comfortable. So I'm not gonna, you know, go out my way to talk to people when in time said I dead don't and I dead don't want to be here. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to start sending people over here to talk to you. Even worse idea. Because now I'm like, sorry, I don't want to talk to you. Sorry, I'm not in the mood. And then the third, fourth time, I'm ready to leave. Because it's like, now you're, now you're disrespecting my space. And like everybody else in the environment scene, that I'm to myself. 
So why would you go out your way to make it another way? Or family. Because I've had family be yeah. like, yo, like, yo, like, why do you act like you don't like being social? Like, what? I do. I was just reading something about how shyness, people that have social anxiety are not always shy. Mm-mm. And yes, like, just because I'm talking to you, just because I'm outgoing, doesn't mean that I'm not fucking sweating right now. Like, exactly. Just because we're having a conversation and I'm, can be perceived as like out there in a century doesn't mean that I'm not struggling with something. And when people group shyness, social anxiety, I feel like they kind of minimize its effects because it's, yes. it can really be debilitating sometimes. Like I said, like stop, it could stop your bag. It could literally stop your bag, social anxiety, if it is not dealt with accordingly and it's not managed. People so connect people connect the two and say, oh my God, it's, it's just the same thing. It's like, it's not. This, this is a serious thing. And definitely my family, my dad, he used to be so perplexed as to why like I couldn't go to like a fast food spot and even like order food because I was just so like worried about it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And now... He's just like, wow, look at the growth. But I'm like, not that age has anything to do with, like, maturity. Cause it not at all. You can be 60 years old acting 16 years old. Yeah. But I feel like as I have gotten older, I have met more people and learned that we are all suffering from some type of anxiety at some point in our lives. And it's very common. So me knowing that has definitely kept me grounded. So now I can order... Um, a Sicilian slice of pizza with pepper flakes or whatever else I'm trying to eat. That sounds fire, too. The Sicilian slice? That I love sound fire. The crust? You just put niggas on. All thick. Crazy. Um, but for sure, definitely, like, my family is just being like, why are you so, like, introverted? Like, why don't you want to talk to everybody? And it's like, I literally don't know what to say. <laughs> like, Or, or... Or this part, people will have nothing to say back. Like, it'll either be condescending comments or just like irrelevant shit that is just nothing worth talking about. And now you're just stuck in a forceful, boring conversation or like a stale conversation, making yourself more uncomfortable. For sure. So what is some advice that you would give to somebody that, is maybe dating somebody with social anxiety to help them through that? Okay. Um, one, I would say respect. Obviously, respect boundaries. Obviously, that goes without saying. Um, be able to understand that they won't be able to explain it fully and completely. And you have to be able to just like, not get over it, but just be like, okay, because anxiety, social anxiety is not something that can kind of be put into words. Everybody goes about it differently. Everybody handles it differently. Right. So, so if you're dating someone that's going through that, like, like understand the tendencies and, and, and understand the quote unquote flaws and try to guide them, like, try to let them know, like, listen, I'm not the only person that's, that's here to help you. Like, you have family, you have friends, and you have yourself. Right. And three, use outlets, like, paint, color, fucking get a pet, make music, do whatever. Find something. For sure, I definitely agree. Just try to be of aid and don't try to take things personally as well yes take everything with a grain of salt i've i've dated people where my anxiety was high and i was able to compartmentalize okay this is my anxiety this is my relationship on two different brain but i feel like in a way i'm not being as authentic authentic as i could be in my relationship because i'm not showing you that side of me like i have to be a little bit more open with that but also not expect my partner to carry the weight of my own uh mental health problems right it's not their job and that's why i went back and said like 
learn their tendencies because because that person well obviously your significant other is going to be around you barring you know quarantine happening again for uh extended period of time so like even though you may feel like you're not being as authentic as you could be over time little things are going to leak out or like he is going to peep or see little things and and whether or not he learns from it or like tries to embrace you and make you feel make you feel like you're not alone in it is you know something i feel like all couples could do or should do we're all teens every we're couple is a team we're all teens i would definitely recommend it and i say this to everybody i would definitely recommend going to therapy um I see how much now having insurance is essential and I feel like it should we should have universal insurance everybody should have yes universal health care let's talk about it we need universal health care because without health care my therapy would cost me 375 dollars a week and I feel like that's very discouraging it's very it's extremely discouraging to know that the service that I feel like is essential for everybody, even if you're not even going anything, just to unpack and speak to somebody that who's not biased. Right. Um, but, what's up? Well, to, to kind of like agree and counter with what you said, I feel, I feel the exact same way because I got discouraged for the same exact reason. But, but going back to what we said earlier about how like, about how like allowing people to assist with you going through what you're going through. I had a lot of people send me and and things are a little biased, but sending me like free outlets for therapy for black men, black women, you know, black families, mm-hmm. black trans people. And it's like those are more outlets I feel like need to be broadcasted more. Not just because of the racial thing, but just because not everyone has the access like exactly how you just explained it not everyone has the access and discouragement is a hell of a thing so instead of you so real it's so real Mm -hmm. especially right now it took me about two weeks to find a therapist because everybody was backed up see and that's that's a hefty problem because a lot can happen in two weeks if you're not mentally uh, stable or capable that's what I'm saying. And my therapist's office recently opened, which is why I had access to it. But when I was looking, if I would have not found them when I did, I would have not therapy until November. And I was looking for a therapist in September. So See, I'm like two months. I don't know. That's a hell of a gap to just sit around and wait and try to figure shit out until someone is available. Right, like, I might have so many new things to say by then. I'm not going to be the same person. But therapy <laughs> for all, universal health care. We love that. We love being progressive. Yes. Oh, oh. I have another thing for people that that feel like therapy isn't for them. It's okay to feel like that. Not everyone is okay. Like detailing interpersonal things with a complete stranger who's only there because they're getting paid. Because I've heard that from numerous of people, and it's okay. But at the same time, you know, you have to, you have to spearhead your issues and not just sit around and be like, "Well, I don't want to go through this service, and like, I don't trust anyone, so I'm just gonna deal with shit accordingly." Like, that's never gonna work. You have to spearhead your issues if you want to change and be better. So, that's what I'm gonna say about that. You know, I never thought be, about it as like this person's only here because they're getting paid. Like we live in a capitalist country. That's why anybody does anything. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I've never thought about it like that, even though that's obvious. But like that kind of goes back into the no, that goes into the college not being for everybody because some people feel like they don't belong. This isn't for them. And two, this person is only here because they have a check. They're not really teaching me anything valuable that I feel like I can use immediately in my life. Like, 
High school, but, yes, I agree because who's using those math? Yeah. Pythagorean theorem still like, have I'm not, not used that shit in, in college. Half the shit I learned in high school, I've never used in college ever or or outside of high school. They were making it seem like if we did not have that information, we were going to fail in life if we did it, not. And I'm like, I'm like that did nothing to me, but just take up a part of my brain with knowledge that I'm never going to need again. That's what I'm saying. I wish they would have taught us more about like financial literacy. They need to have those classes. Why don't they have those? That we we come into the world as eighteen year olds, like hmm, taxes. What are those? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like life classes are definitely needed, but I feel like students, I feel like students wouldn't take them as serious because because they're specialized, like high schools in the city that have like um, culinary skills, art skills, and things of that nature. But it's so finite to just those kids that like doing that. That is just tough. But there's still trade schools. Oh, yeah. Viewers, if college ain't for you, go to trade school. Do something. Right. Do get something. a city job. City job would be sla- like, I don't know Burn. about the MTA right now. because no, no, it's a dub for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a dub for that. Fuck them, personally. Um, But, you know, get a trade. Like, there's so many women entrepreneurs right now. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, speaking I... on that, too. <laughs> if you got an OnlyFans, or if you selling paintings, music, artwork, pictures, videos of yourself, just be proud. But also learn how to market that shit. Because I see a lot of people who have a lot of content and like and like want to build their brand and want to put themselves out there but suck their marketing. So, you know, if you need help, this person is the person right here. Yeah, it's me. You know, we have a marketing degree, so. There you go. Boom. Plug in. See? Right here. If you need that. Each one, teach one. <clears throat> Thank you so much for going on my cast. No if problem. You could, if you could just drop your at... Oh yeah. Mind you. I'm at Good Film Work. G double O D Film Work with a short underscore. It's the little underscore. And I'm on all those social platforms. Uh do photography. But you know, if you just want to chop it up about anything, I'm open to all conversations. Don't bring no hateful and angry shit, because I will respectfully <laughs> violate you. But outside of that, all oh, for peace of love. Lot. Yes. And Black Lives Matters, arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. The fact that's not done yet. The fact that that's not done yet is like beyond me. It's really beyond me. And also, don't be fucking dumb. Wear a mask, please. Because (laughs) I'm trying to get out of quarantine by like summer 2021. So, can everybody I chill we have out? To tell people that it's still beyond me as well. Ex- exactly. Like I don't we know. spent a good year already, and niggas don't want to chill. I don't know. I don't, don't, don't want to say it's people from the south. It's not because their numbers are statistically lower. That's why they were so quick to jump out of quarantine. Everybody's so nervous up here because we see them in groups, but it's like they kind of earned that right to do that. They're also a lot more spread out than we are. Exactly. The so, city is a real closed and finite space. And in LA too, because they're, they're going through the same things. Like, they have people roaming the streets, having fun. And it's like, people in New York are frustrated, but what can you do except do the right thing? All right. Cuomo looking right through your um, window. Boy, yo, when I seen that, Wait, he's a hypocrite though, because he told us that, and then, and then right after that, he said he was going to visit his family upstate, and it's just like, bro, you can't be sending mixed messages. Like, if a you lot, say a lot of politicians told the people, don't visit people, don't leave your house, and then was seen at the airport. Yeah, and I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, hmm, something's not adding up here. Like, if, if we're all a team. And you're our leader. 
trying to direct us in the right way. Why are you giving us bad examples? That's what I'm saying. Get it especially, exactly. Especially when the people in New York are really, like us as a state, we are really rebellious. Like really, really, really rebellious. So to see something like that, I know probably set people off. Like, you know what? I'm staying outside all weekend That's what I'm with saying. no mask on. We already don't listen. We're very, very, very hard-headed people, New Yorkers. Exactly. But again, thank you so much for going on. No yeah, problem. Yeah, can find him if you need the good film work. <laughs> See? If you need a film work, just let him know because he has you. Before we go, a big thank you if you have stayed along to listen. Um, make sure that you are following the Pink Chair Podcast at, at Pink Chair Podcast on Instagram. The Twitter is coming soon. I feel like I'm the only, I'm the last bitch on the planet with no Twitter. It's super, super funny. So I know I need to get tapped in eventually and probably next week I'll make my account. But I hope you guys have an amazing weekend, more blessings, more life, more dick and enjoy make sure that you are leaving a review on apple podcast as well have a good weekend y'all